Welcome to Patriots Podium, a regular podcast of the New York State Conservative Party. I am Jerry Kassar, the party's state chairman. Today, I'm joined by attorney Bobby Ann Cox, who has earned a well-deserved reputation for representing New Yorkers on matters pertaining to overreaching government. Notably, she won a major victory against the governor and the state health department on the issue of the constitutionality of quarantine camps. Most recently, she has joined the efforts of a 501c4 organized to raise public awareness called Stop New York Corruption. Uh, It's focused on the attempts by Democrats in Albany to toss the state's congressional congressional maps, congressional lines. Bobby Ann has been practicing law for some 25 years. She is a fellow at the Brownstone Institute, a not-for-profit that works on new ideas in public health, science, and economics, uh, defending and promoting freedom, rights, and open dialogue. We really like that, by the way. That's us. We like that. Uh, Bobby Ann, uh, thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me, Jerry. It's great to be here. Well, you're very welcome. I, you have uh, you have made your mark on this state in so many positive ways, and uh, our paths only started to recently cross, say, probably in the last six or seven months. But this literally, it's I mean, as the expression goes, you on issue after issue, you think the way we do, and we think the way you do, and we appreciate that. Uh, could you tell us about a little bit about the uh, new organization uh, that is publicly highlighting? the efforts by Democrats to reduce the congressional lines in New York State, stop New York corruption, and what's your role with the group? Yes, absolutely. So uh, Stop New York Corruption, which uh, everybody could find us at online at www.stopnycorruption.com. Um, it's a, an organization uh, which is pretty much brand new, but um, we formed to raise awareness, as you said, to New Yorkers for what is going on with, with this corruption in Albany, which is absolutely horrendous. Um, I am the, the spokeswoman for the organization, and um, we are trying to uh, educate the public and let them know that, yeah, the, these, these corrupt Albany politicians are looking to unconstitutionally redraw the districting maps, as you said, um, which are the maps by which New Yorkers vote uh, for our members of Congress. And uh, what they're doing is absolutely horrendous. And it's going undetected. You know, the the Democrats want to keep, they are the party in charge here in New York State, as probably everybody watching this knows. Um, and they want to keep this in the courtrooms. You know, they, they don't want anyone to know about it. They don't want people to understand what's going on um, and just how corrupt it is. So, uh, you know, we are here. Stop NY Corruption is here to sound the alarm and, you know, raise the the uh, cloak and uh, the smoke behind which they are hiding um, and really let people know what is going on, because voters have a right to know uh, what their elected representatives in Albany are doing. And, and this is this is unacceptable. Well, let, let me ask you this. And it's, a, I think, the perfect follow up of uh, the court's decision. I mean, it could have significant state and local implications. In your travels, do you find that uh, public interest in the court's involvement or this issue in general uh, exists? Or, 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 or does this seem like uh, out of, out of the uh, normal uh, discourse of political conversation so most people don't tune into it? Yeah, you know, I find uh, gerrymandering speaking, you know, in general terms is not really a sexy topic. Um, It's not something that a lot of people talk about at a cocktail party or around the dinner table. Um, My my dinner table, we talk about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm talking about the common New Yorker. <laughs> um, so this is why um, the work of Stop and Why Corruption is so crucial. Um, this case that we're talking about, which was just heard in the New York State Court of Appeals, which is our highest state court, it was just heard a couple of days ago on the 15th of November. Um, this will have national implications, uh, no doubt whatsoever. Um, what happens in this case will affect what happens in the House of Representatives next year, because we have an election coming up again in 2024. Um, it's a presidential election, obviously, but it's also um, that we're going to be voting for our members of Congress. And so uh, it will, as you know, last year in the 2022 elections, um, we we saw New York State really shocked the nation and four or five seats went to Republicans um, that that traditionally were Democrat seats. And so um, with that, the, the House of Representatives flipped and the control went from Republic um, went from Democrat controlled House of Representatives to Republican controlled House of Representatives. So, um, you know, it's a crucial case if they can redraw these maps for next year's election, uh, you know, we are opening ourselves up to even more corruption. We're opening ourselves up to gerrymandering, which already happened last year when they took a shot at this. Um, and I can explain, if you'd like, why this is unconstitutional, because I really feel like New Yorkers need to know why this is illegal. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that is my follow-up, really, and indirectly, anyways. Um the conservative party is not a party to the uh, Wednesday lawsuit, although we obviously agree uh, that the lines uh, that are in place were properly uh, established uh, last year. Uh, and the Democrats are really behind the uh, attempt to overturn them. Uh, I, I Stop corruption now is not a party of the law to the lawsuit, but I know you were in the courtroom. How did you feel the arguments went? Yeah, so I was there, as you said, um, I went to to be there in the courtroom live and hear the arguments and um, kind of feel the situation. It's always different to be there in person than to just watch it online. Yeah. Uh, but anybody that does want to watch the we actually our our um, website, stopnycorruption.com did live stream uh, the hearing on Wednesday, and it's actually still on our website. So if anybody does want to watch those hearings from the Court of Appeals um, in this redistricting case, you can go to stopnycorruption.com and you can watch it there. Um, but being in the courtroom really showed me a, a lot of things here. Now, Stop NY Corruption, I just want to I just want to put out there, we, we are not a partisan organization. Um, you know, I, I'm not conservative. I'm not Republican. In fact, I'm a Democrat. So, um, but this has nothing to do with that, right? This has to do with the constitution and the will of the people of New York state being followed. So um, what happened in the courtroom, it made, it made a lot of sense. The, the attorney for the Democrats was completely uh, forth, forthright with their position. Their position is we are not really interested in whether or not the maps that were drawn last year our fair maps, our, our constitutional maps. We don't really care about that. What she was saying was what we want is we want a do-over because the Independent Redistricting Commission, which was the, the commission that was set up in 2014 uh, by New York State voters amending our constitution and taking the power to draw the maps away from the legislature 
and giving it to an independent redistricting commission, IRC, which is half Democrat, half Republican composition. Um, You know, they're trying to say that, well, last year, the IRC only got one shot at drawing the maps. And the Constitution says they're supposed to have two shots at drawing the maps. So, you know, we think we should go back and have a do over. But uh, that is the worst argument possible because we already have maps that were fair and they were drawn by court order. The Court of Appeals last year ordered a special master to draw the maps because the Democrats, uh, you know, the supermajority Democrat led legislature stepped in as soon as the IRC said, after the first set of maps, we can't do this. We're not coming to a resolution. We're not going to do it. Let me ask you to this point on the congressional lines. Didn't the courts at that time determine that the maps that came out of the legislature were actually a gerrymander? And that that has never been overturned. The original uh, legislative drawn congressional maps were ruled a gerrymander. Am I, am I correct? Are you talking about last year's case in front of the last, court? Of yes, last year. Yeah. So last year, the Court of Appeals, again, which is our highest New York state court, um, struck down the maps that were drawn last year. So just a little bit of background so so viewers can understand better. Um, every 10 years, we have a census. And our Constitution says that once we have a census, we just had one in 2020, um, thereafter, we have to redraw or redistrict our lines in New York state. And so that's what we did. We had the census in 2020. In 2021, we started to redraw the lines. And because of that 2014 amendment to the Constitution here in New York State, which was done by the voters, um, it wasn't the legislature that was supposed to draw those maps in 2021. It was supposed to be the Independent Redistricting Commission, which the commission tried. They failed. And then here's where the problem came in. The legislature said, well, since you guys failed, we'll draw the maps completely unconstitutional. They don't have the power under our New York state constitution to do that. And that's when they were sued last year. Um, And it went all the way up to the court of appeals and the court of appeals last year struck it down and said, Nope, sorry, legislature, you can't do that. These maps are not constitutional. And therefore that's when they appointed this special master who you know, is non is not a non politician. It, it in fact, the man was not even from New York State, so um, he had nothing to do with our politics here in New York State. He drew the maps, and those are the maps that we used in 2022 for our elections. And we saw some of the most competitive races in the nation uh, in Congress here in New York State, and those maps were the reason for that. They were drawn fairly. They were drawn by someone who's not involved with our New York state politics. And now, because the Democrats didn't like what happened last year in the 2022 elections, now they've come back, they've started a lawsuit, and they said, hang on, those maps last year, those were just for 2022 election. Now we need to redraw the maps again for 2024. Complete breach of our Constitution. Our Constitution says in New York state, once you draw those maps, they stay for 10 years until the next census. But that's not what they want. They want to completely defy the will of the people in our Constitution. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I applaud the work of Stop New York Corruption because basically I just do find that very few people uh, have any idea of the significance of this issue. 
And by the time they really get focused, they could be looking at new maps uh, that might split up their communities and take away their ability to influence. Uh, so as much as it is an issue of majority versus minority in Washington, D.C., it also is a community in, of a community interest of who is going to end up being the best representative for your community, which may not be so much philosophical as it might simply be an, a question of communities of interest. So there's a lot of reasons why people should be much more focused on this issue. So if, if it's okay, I'd like to switch over to a different issue. Uh, I mean, could you give the audience a little uh, background and current status of your uh, landmark, a victory against Governor Hochul and the state health department on the quarantine regulations? I know there's an appeal that they did. I know you've argued the appeal. I have no, I don't, I don't think there's been any decision on the appeal yet, but could you just uh, bring a, bring us to the background and to the current status? Yes, absolutely. So uh, last year in the spring, I filed a lawsuit against Governor Hochul and the Department of Health because um, they had issued this regulation, which they called isolation and quarantine procedures. Um, and uh, I'm in that lawsuit, I'm representing a group of New York state legislators, uh, Senator George Borrello, Assemblyman Chris Tague, and Assemblyman Mike Lawler, who's now Congressman Mike Lawler, um, together with a citizens group called Uniting New York State. And uh, we sued based on the, um, the idea of separation of powers had been breached. Uh, the governor, the Department of Health do not have the power to make a regulation as they did, uh, which goes against, first of all, it goes against our constitution. But second of all, it goes against our quarantine law. We already have a law in New York state. We've had it for 70 years. You know, most, if not all states in the nation have a quarantine law. Um, but our law that we've had since 1953 is full of due process protections. Um, this regulation that was created by Hochul and her Department of Health had no due process protections, completely conflicted with our state law and also conflicted with our constitution. Um, basically, the regulation allowed them to pick and choose which New Yorkers they could lock up or lock down. They didn't have to prove you were sick. They didn't have to prove you were exposed to a communicable disease. You did not get the right to an attorney until after you were locked up or locked down. They could have used police to enforce their orders of isolation or quarantine. There was no time frame, so you could have been locked up or locked down for days or weeks or months. Um, it could have been in your home, but they also could have removed you from your home and put you into a detention center of their choosing. I mean, you had no say. They could control what you did while you were in lockup or lockdown. Um, it, it, it was completely mind-blowing. I mean, the antithesis of, of American, right? Um, it gave complete control to unelected bureaucrats in the Department of Health. Um, and there was no way for you to get out of quarantine once you were in there. You know, we were having oral arguments in front of the judge last year at, at the trial court level, and the judge asked the attorney general's office, he said, you know, let's let's say you take a family and let's say you put them into a, a quarantine facility somewhere. Once they're in there, how do they get out? Right. And there was this really pregnant pause. And then the assistant AG said, well, you know, I guess they could hire a lawyer and they could sue us. You know, sure. so... It was completely horrific. The judge struck it down. He deemed it unconstitutional. Um, but here we are a year later and the governor is appealing 
And so we just had oral arguments uh, about two months ago in the um, fourth department appellate division. And we're waiting to see what that, what that court does. We, we haven't gotten the decision yet. So we don't know if they will affirm the lower court's decision um, and, you know, rule in our favor or if they're going to overturn it and reinstitute that regulation. So uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. The, the, overreach going on in New York State. Thank you. Thank you for that update. Uh, so in so many ways, uh, you've been the lead conservative-oriented public interest attorney in New York State, at least over the last couple of years. And I, and I recognize you're a Democrat. So, hey, some of my best friends are Democrats. You know, it happens. I know you were working with others on an effort to pull back a New York State constitutional amendment negatively impacting parental rights. I believe your team has uncovered technical issues in the process that placed the amendment on the ballot. Could you elaborate? Yes, absolutely. So a couple of weeks ago, um, my co-counsel, um, Christian Brown, and I filed a lawsuit against the state, as, as you said, um, and it's with regards to an amendment that the, again, supermajority Democrat-led legislature in Albany is planning to put on the ballot next year in 2024 um, for the voters of New York to vote on. Um, and what it is really, the, the um, amendment or proposed amendment to the Constitution here in New York State um, you know, they make it sound all wonderful and great, but it really is, as you said, an attack on parental rights. Yeah. Um, it would really open the door for um, the complete, almost complete loss of parental rights in this state, um, you know, giving minors a, uh, a will and a right to, in essence, do what they want when they want. Um, and there is a whole bunch of other things in this, um, they call it the ERA or the Equal Rights Amendment, um, that first of all, do not need to be codified in the Constitution. Second of all, if the New York population, the voters really knew what that language meant, you know, I'm sure they would never vote for it. But um, we filed our lawsuit not based on the substance of, of that amendment, um, we filed it based on a, an improper procedure. Um, the New York State Legislature did not follow the proper procedure in getting that proposed constitutional amendment on the ballot next year for the voters to consider and vote for. Um, so, you know, it really is very black and white, very clear that they violated the procedure that's clearly laid out in our Constitution as to how you do propose a constitutional amendment here in our state. Um, and so we just filed a couple of weeks ago, we are waiting to hear back from the defendants. We, we sued uh, basically the legislature, the, the majority leaders and the minority leaders, you know, in both houses of the New York state legislature um, and as, as well as the board of elections. So uh, we're waiting to see what their response is, but uh, it's a crucial case as well, because Again, you know, these things go on and most New Yorkers who who are not plugged into politics or plugged mm -hmm. into what's going on in Albany, they have no idea this is going on behind their backs. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's an enormously important case. I mean, we, we in the Conservative Party believe that it just opens up so many different areas. Parental rights um, is a clear, uh, a clear area of problems that come out of this amendment the reduction of parental rights, but there are a whole lot of stuff 
this was an attempt by the state legislature to really uh, create a ballot issue which was designed to uh, bring people out, in my opinion, to uh, cherry pick different issues so that they could enhance the Democratic vote in the state, even though most of the stuff that's in the bill, as you indicated, not in the bill, in the constitutional amendment, already exists in the Constitution or in statute in New York State. So it's the legislature once again playing politics with New Yorkers and really misleading them, which is a, a very uh, disconcerting uh, uh, element of New York State government when you have your elected officials working to mislead the general public on issues like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Bobby, do you have any uh, final words for our audience? Well, you know, I I would love to encourage people to try and stay up to date. I know that um, people can go to your website and they can sign up for your weekly newsletter that you send out, which I think is great. I'm on that distribution list. Um, I think people should sign up also for Stop NY Corruption. If you go to our website, um, stopnycorruption.com, you can sign up for uh, emails from us and that you just scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and just type in your name and your email address and whatnot. And um, you'll be added to our list. And, uh, you know, we really, the issue here is we really need help raising awareness and spreading the word about what's going on in Albany um, and in the courtrooms right now. So if people, you know, you could take the link to our website, stopnycorruption.com, and you can post it, you know, on your social media, share it with friends and family, and just really help us spread the word. We have a terrific media tab on our website. If you click on that, um, you can also read uh, many articles and some of the interviews I've done thus far about Stop NY Corruption and this redistricting case in general. Um, And if people want to follow all the work that I'm doing, um, you can sign up for my Substack, which is uh, attorneycox.substack.com. And um, I give updates on all the different cases I'm working on and um, Stop NY Corruption. I've written a couple articles about that already. Um, So it's it's really important to stay involved and stay informed. Well, once again, uh, thank you, Bobby Ann, for uh, spending time with our viewership and your consistent efforts to uh, aid the conservative cause in New York State. It's, I mean, I, I know you don't set out in the morning to aid specifically the conservative cause, but in reality, we are so embattled in New York State. Nine out of ten times when attorneys like yourself get involved, they're actually representing our view, even if that was not how they might have looked at it at the beginning of the day. It's just, it's just we probably represent almost 50% of New Yorkers when you look at how Lee Zeldin did and how our congressional district is, the congressional map is. But at the same time, there is no interest in Albany of allowing that 50% to voice their opinions. And they use the mechanics of government to suppress our views. So it's always, it's always, uh, and frankly, the court system, and I know that's even working against us, but the court system has been one of the few refugees refugees, refugees we have left in New York State because in New York State, we do not have uh, the ability to do referendums. We do not have the ability to do propositions. We do not have the ability to do recall. So this original colony has somehow established itself in a way that the general public 
frankly, has a very real hard time expressing themselves in terms of final governmental outcome. And people like you really help us out. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, I just, uh, I, I want to just emphasize to your viewers, it, it really, it doesn't really come down to what political party you right. are affiliated with, right? I mean, I'm fighting for the constitution. I'm fighting for the rights of 19 million New Yorkers against a government that wants to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however right. they want. And um, that does align with the conservative party views and principles, and it aligns with the Republican Party views and principles. And in today's day and age, I hate to say it, it, it doesn't align with the Democrat, at least the New York-based Democrat. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't align with the, gov the Democratic political leadership, but it definitely still aligns with, uh, you know, whether you want to call them blue-collar Democrats, Ronald Reagan Democrats. But, you know, I mean, the... Uh, the merchant upstate or the, the farmer in Dutchess County, they could very well be Democrats. And they find a lot of this stuff hard to, uh, to digest uh, also. So um, I just think that we represent more of a, we represent a lot of people who really don't want to be represented because they actually believe that government shouldn't be such a threat to them. But it's Absolutely. just not the way it is in New York State. Absolutely. So, That's I want to thank you again. And I want to thank Andrew and Katie for making this podcast possible. And to our audience, uh, thank you for tuning in into what I, I believe it's our 14th or 15th podcast. I mean, all of our podcasts can be uh, found on uh, YouTube and our website, cpnys.org, cpnys.org. Until next time, I'm Jerry Kassar, and this is Patriots Podium. <laughs>